You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Timberwolves, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to another Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Tim, I have a question for you. I have a question because you're the older and wiser of the two of us. All right, so I went to play basketball, but I had class first, and I have a yep. pair of joggers that I like to wear when I... You're, you're pretty old. You know what joggers are, right? I'm 26 years old, Cole. I had to explain uh, Snapcash, so... <laughs> That's because Snapcash is uh, sorcery and not real, but I know what joggers are. All right, so I have... Snapper. I have a pair of I have a pair of joggers I like to wear for basketball, but they have holes in them and stuff and they're gross. So I have the same pair of joggers that I wear to class and then I pulled out the another pair that look exactly like them except they have a hole to wear for basketball. Am I a douche? Ooh. This feels uh, infringe. I, I got that feeling when I was putting them in the bag, and I had the same pair of joggers on. I felt that feeling that you get when, like, you hear a grown man say "totes." Like, it just didn't feel good. <laughs> uh, man, I'm not gonna call you a douche. I like you, but it's it's infringing. It's infringing. Yeah, you're on the line. Uh, I'll put it that way. All right, I'll wear jeans next time to class. Uh, okay, now uh, that we have I'm, that. All right, I'm going to let you uh, say some words. I'm going to walk up and get my coffee because I forgot it at the coffee maker. You talk. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go over the, the Wizards and the Timberwolves game. But first, I wanted to draw to your attention real quickly. We will have the draft lobbies open today. I will be opening up one for pay and one for uh, for just just for fun. I'll be going to those a little bit later, but just so you know, be looking out for those right away. Go on to draft.com. I will have ones, again, you can play for cash or you can play just for fun. Just try it out. You don't have to put any money on the line. So definitely go check those out. Uh, Tim, you got your coffee? I did. I got my coffee. Thank goodness. Now he's ready to go, folks. That's right. Alrighty. So the the Timberwolves played played ball last night. They, They did some things. Correct. I, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. If you told me that three of the five starters had double-doubles and Bradley Beal only had eight points, I would have responded with, oh, so the Timberwolves definitely won because John Wall was out. That's not exactly what happened. Uh, no, that's not even close to what happened. The Wolves looked like the better team for most of the game, but the fourth quarter ended in a 20-9 to run for Washington. Uh, resulting in the Wolves losing. They uh, they looked gassed at the end. They weren't hitting their shots, and they weren't moving the ball. Uh, Jimmy Butler didn't shoot well. Andrew Wiggins didn't shoot well. Carl Anthony Towns shot okay, uh, but most of his good shooting happened in the first half, so even the second half he wasn't shooting well either. Uh, Wolves ended up losing as a result. I, I so I watched the second half of this game first. Actually, I had a night class, and I had to. I was trying to watch it on my on my phone in the night class, and these people kept talking to me because apparently we were supposed to be discussing something, or they were being really annoying about it. And uh, I, I missed a bunch of the first half, so I went back and watched it this morning. And that first quarter, totally different team from the rest of the game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Tyus Jones really had them moving well. Uh, Jimmy Butler was making great passes. His shots weren't going in. Frankly, I didn't really like a lot of his shot selection, but he was passing the ball and he had 10 assists. He, he did everything he was supposed to do in that game. Uh, but 
yeah, the ball the ball movement was just great. It was some of the best uh, offensive basketball I'd seen, and even defensively, it was one of the best defensive performances through four quarters for Carl Anthony Towns that I can really remember. Uh, but it just fell apart, and I think people are going to attribute minutes to part of it. The lowest minute getter in that game in the starting lineup for the Wolves was Wiggins with 37. Everyone else played at least 38. Uh, three of them played 40-plus. So, I mean, you can see why they would be uh, fatigued by the end of the game. It's just, I mean, at most, a guy got 13 minutes of rest or 11 minutes of rest. I can't count. But, I mean, just, just not a great way to end the game. Do you attribute, and I saw this all over Twitter from a bunch of different people, do you tr- attribute this to just Tegan and Belly being out of the rotation because of injury and that was part of it, is that these guys are just really gassed? Or or do you expect them to, to beat the Wizards without John Wall even with those guys out? I think John Wall's absence is a bigger loss to the Wizards than Teague and Belly combined, personally. Like I, I think no, I'd agree with that. To have been huge for this team. John Wall's on another level. Uh, that said, the Wizards are still a good team. They're still pretty deep. Their starting lineup, even without Wall, uh, is pretty good. Martian Gortat still a good player. Bradley Beal's a great player. Uh, Otto Porter got a huge contract this summer and is earning a lot of it. He's a good player. Even Tim Frazier, who subbed in for Wall, is a good player. So I mean, they're not a bad team even without Wall. Uh, as far as Eastern Conference teams goes anyway. Uh, but it's still a game the Wolves should win. The Wolves have three all-star caliber players that were playing in that game. The Wizards, <laughs> I mean, the Eastern Conference isn't deep, so you could argue they still have two all-star caliber players. But uh, it's just a different level of talent, and I think the Wolves should have won that game. But it's still it's still close. Like, I'm not shocked that the uh, Wizards ended up winning. And Porter really just hitting his stride late in that game, too. He he looked like he couldn't really miss at, at the end of that one. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't even... I was sitting next to, I think it's Nick Friedel for ESPN at uh, last night's game, and every open three-pointer had, he would comment on it. It, it seemed like it was happening once every five, ten minutes. Uh, so many open shots, but... I mean, he gets some credit for getting some space, but the Wolves need to defend that better. Uh, it wasn't just him either. They're lucky that Beal wasn't able to get off and get going because that game would have gotten out of hand uh, a lot earlier. Uh, but Otto Porter was just getting open looks, and I mean, he was making a good chunk of it. I think he hit 50% from deep. Yeah, that's what I was just about. I was thinking that the uh, throughout the fourth quarter, uh, and Beal 2 for 11 last night, 18% shooting Thank God that he wasn't finding a rhythm, too, because then this might have been a, a double-digit loss for the Timberwolves for sure, I, I think. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so I'm already seeing some people say that Wiggins is terrible. I've seen this more than one place. You, uh, uh, you, you brought this to the attention on Twitter, but I've seen this in more than one spot. How uh, upsetting is this to you? Because it's really upsetting to me. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to rant too much because I, I came very close to doing this last night. Basically, no rant, time, rant, Tim. Let's go, baby. Every time the Wolves lose a basketball game, there is a new stupid Twitter guy who comes out with a stupid hot take. I, I swear it's every game. The first game, it was oh well, I thought the Wolves were going to be good this year when they lost <laughs> to the Spurs. The first game of the year, people were flipping out. First game of the year, Colton. I can't stress that enough. One, they were zero one. 
and people have decided that this team wasn't good because they lost to the freaking Spurs. Uh, after that, I'm I'm trying I'm drawing a blank on some other ones, but uh, most recently in last night's game, Wiggins had 13 points, shot five of 15. Not a good game. Uh, I would argue he has improved monumentally on both ends of the floor and has been their most reliable offensive force this year. However. Some random dude on Twitter decided that he is awful, I think was the exact wording. Uh, awful. And I decided to call him out for it because it seems like every time the Wolves lose a game, there's some stupid new point, as I said. Uh, it could have gotten into a much bigger argument. He started saying how I, I always back Wiggins but always rip Towns, which <laughs> uh, isn't totally wrong, but... Um, it's 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 a long thing. Anyway, no. Wiggins is not awful. Wiggins is he's been great this year. And it, it, if there's any doubt over how I feel about Towns, I'll just I'll just make it clear. I think Towns is the most talented player on this roster, and I'm including Jimmy Butler. I just don't think he knows how to realize all of that talent yet, especially defensively. No, I couldn't agree more with you either. And uh, earlier in the year, this was kind of the the mantra with Teague: is that oh, how could we? How could we have traded Rubio to bring in Teague when he's playing so terribly? And you you just can't base it off of one game. And even this one game, Wiggins wasn't playing horrible. He was playing better than Beal in this game, that's for sure. And you didn't hear anybody saying Beal should be off the team. Yeah, and I mean, Teague, for what it's worth, Teague was good last year. Like, he, he averaged a career high in assists. He shot well from deep. Yeah. Uh, and he's been playing well this year, with the exception of Bielitsa, who's shooting stupid numbers from deep. He's been the most reliable three-point shooter on the team this year, and just based on attempts, he's trying to take more, which is what you want from a guy that is supposed to come in and shoot threes uh, and sort of be the anti-Rubio in that sense. So I, I have no complaints about Teague. To be clear, Tyus Jones has been awesome in the two games he started. Uh, I, at one point on Wolves Wired, I had said that I think Tyus is a replaceable backup Dane Moore argued with me about it. I'm starting to side with Dane on this <laughs> because he's, he's looked really good on both ends of the floor, and I'm really uh, impressed with what I've seen uh, from Tyus in general. But, yeah, the, I, I would definitely agree that when Ricky got traded, I, I had some doubts about the overall decision-making in that regard. One person mentioned, I mean, you could have either had Ricky Rubio and C.J. Miles, or you could have Jeff Teague. Which would you rather have? Oh, definitely Teague. I don't want to go back down that road again, but it, it's it's interesting to think about every now and again. Nah, 100% Teague, especially the way Tyus is playing. And to be fair, uh, earlier in the season, I was harping on Jones, uh, Tyus Jones a lot. That's just because I felt like this was kind of his potential, and he wasn't really showing it a ton earlier. Now that he's getting the minutes and really getting into the rhythm with an offense, he has looked great, and I've really enjoyed watching the production that he's given the team. And he definitely is somebody who should be getting, when T comes back, he should be getting still a pretty solid amount of minutes in the, in the 18 to 20 range. Yeah, uh, that would be great. I'm, I'd be interested to see him play some with Teague or just with the starting lineup, frankly. Uh, it's, I, I just kind of like the way he runs offense. I like the way he plays with athletes, and on that bench there aren't really any athletes. He plays with Crawford, Bielitsa, Gorgie, and Boz, who is probably the most athletic of the five of them, but he has problems of his own. Uh, he's looked really good running the ball with, uh, with Wiggins and with Towns and with Butler, and even with Taj, who's really found a chemistry with him. I don't know if... It's been talked about all that much, but Taj is really good at running the floor, and Teague finds him every single time. 
Uh, there have been some really nice first quarter plays involving those two. But, uh, yeah, I'd love to see more of T going forward. I'd love to see more of Bielitsa going forward. Uh, it's been a topic that, uh, again, I'm going to bring his name up. Dane has brought up a lot. Take Boz out of that lineup and give those minutes to different guys on the bench to increase their minute load. You don't have to take it from the starters if Tib doesn't want to lose starter minutes, but, I mean, give the bench players who deserve more minutes more minutes. There's got to be – there's, like, a tantalizingly good-looking small ball lineup of, like, Crawford, Jones, Teague, Wiggins, and maybe, like, Towns to anchor the middle there to, to run with some teams and to really space the floor if you want to go fast for a little bit during a game, I think. Uh, counterpoint, the Wolves tried small ball a lot at the beginning of the year to close games even. Uh, Butler at the four, Towns at the five, Wiggins at the three etc. Crawford at the two and I think Teague at the one and that did not work. Uh, not because it wasn't okay offensively it was they would just get eaten alive defensively on the boards etc. Uh, I, I, I think you okay have to I think you have to get Jones in there earlier though. I think you have to get Jones in there earlier to get him feeling a rhythm. I don't think you can just throw him in cold and he's going to perform. I think he's got to kind of play himself into, into solid play. No that's fine but I don't think that you need to throw a small guy at the four to make that happen i think it's just it's it's been proven that that doesn't work with this current group of guys uh if you're doing it in a sense where like taj is the five and bielisa's the four and you got some floor spacing that way that's fine i just don't want to see jimmy butler at the four it, it just hasn't looked good and the, the defense has been eaten alive with those lineups all right i'm just going to try to turn every team into the milwaukee bucks with position of basketball and you keep stopping me all right uh <laughs> So, hey man, if this team ends up with Giannis and Nakumbo, I'm good to roll with whatever. <laughs> Alright, so if there is and there's a lot that went bad in this game, especially in that second half, but if there's one thing that you can pick out that really was a glaringly bad thing, uh, what would it be that you could change out of this game? What would it be that you could just say, that, Th- that Thibodeau is looking at in the film room and saying, alright, of all the things that went really bad, this one thing is the thing we need most dearly to change quickly before the next game, before we play the Thunder on Friday. Or the Pelicans tonight, right? Uh, oh, yeah, in the Pelicans game tonight. I'm mixing up my days. That's finals week for you, folks. Oh, man, it's finals week? That's a bummer. Yeah, uh, it is all sorts of sad. Uh, hey, then you have a month off, right? I would say the oh, – man, that's tough. That's a good question. I think the biggest thing is just finding a way to get that second team going. Jamal Crawford did what he could. Somehow he ended the game with the worst plus-minus on the team, despite being the only guy on the bench to do anything. The second leading scorer on the bench was Gorgie Jang with one point. I'll put it that way. Uh, They need to find a way to get that bench going. Uh, One thing that was suggested just sort of at the media table last night, maybe at least, well, Excuse me, at least while Teague is out, try Crawford at the one. Maybe throw Marcus George's hunt in there. I I mean, try something to get the offense moving. If Crawford does nothing else, he initiates fun offense and he gets his teammates moving. And he keeps his teammates on his toes. Aaron Brooks hasn't done that. Uh, So I I don't know. I'd like to see Crawford try a little bit of point guard at least while Teague is out. Uh, But... Anything to get the bench going is the correct answer, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think it would be f- an interesting experiment to see Crawford there. And uh, it, I really 
I think that's just part of Thibodeau maybe trying to be a little more flexible in his lineups and changing new things, especially when Teague is out. That seems to be a perfect opportunity to slide him in there and, and give it some opportunity to, to try a couple different things. Yeah, totally. Uh, I, I don't know. I just like to see some something's got to change with that bench. I, once Tyus and Bielitsa are back on the bench, that'll help a lot. I mean, putting Tyus in the starting lineup and Bielitsa being hurt takes away your two best bench players, at least while Gorgie's still trying to figure out his new role, which is clearly foreign to him because he hasn't looked the same at all this year other than a couple circumstances. But, uh, yeah, the, something's got to change. I don't know what it is. All right, we're going to – gosh, I even had it in my notes, the Pelicans. How did I mess that up? All right, we're going to talk about the Pelicans. Get it together, man. <laughs> this is embarrassing. I am a hot mess. Damn it. All right, <laughs> we are going to talk about the Pelicans here in just a second. But first, I wanted to talk to all my fantasy basketball compadres. So, if you love fantasy sports, I have a great app for you. Did you know that there are, that your chances of winning on draft are 80% better? Then on salary cap sites, that's right, 80% better. I like those odds. That's why Draft is my favorite fantasy site. No more getting crushed by the pros, and it's not just me. More than 1 million people that have already downloaded Draft 2 are on there to play against. Play in real live NBA right now and get done in under 5 minutes and get paid out the next day. Drafts are filling every second, so you can join one whenever you want. Join one right now. All, your, all new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make the first deposit. But you have to use my promo code LOTWOLVES. That's LOTWOLVES to get that first deposit money back. That's right. Playing real money draft in a real money draft for free just by using my promo code LOTWOLVES. But it gets even better. Draft is sure you'll love it. And it, it would be even offering listeners a money back guarantee up to $100. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and play free right now with promo code LOTWOLVES. I'll be setting up two uh, two draft lobbies, uh, and if they fill up, I'll, fl- I'll uh, set up a couple more, but one for money. And then just in case you don't want to play for that cold, hard cash, one that is just for fun, no money involved, but those will both be opened up. Use the promo code LOTWOLVES. Also, you can play on the Locked On NBA. They have draft lobbies open all day today. Get in one of those and get drafting so you can watch your players beat my team tonight. Alrighty. So the first thing that comes to mind when I'm thinking of Timberwolves versus Pelicans, maybe Town scores more than two points. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, I would enjoy that. One uh, one thing that really interested me with last night's game as it relates to tonight's game, it felt like there were a lot of uh, calls not going Carl uh, Anthony Towns' way, and he was really voicing his concern to the point where I started to wonder if it was almost like a boogie-like situation where he was arguing and complaining so much that I, I, I'm not sure the refs were listening anymore, and that's a very Cousins-like thing to do. Uh, he did it last game against the Wolves. Uh, he didn't get a lot of calls, despite he, he still scored 35 points in that game. But uh, I'm interested to see how uh, Towns responds in this game. Towns had zero free throws last night, which is ridiculous, but uh, still a lot of arguing, and he didn't really see any calls go his way as a result. Yeah, I I, I don't want to overreact to it, but it, you, do, you don't want to have a player cross into that boogie zone where everything becomes something you complain about, right? And you don't want it yeah. to be a constant tantrum on the on the court. That's just bad, and and it's not going to get the refs on your side, honestly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, 
uh, what's his name? Zach Zarba was the ref last night. He's he's a ref that I think has gained a lot of res- respect in the league over the last few years. He's a head ref, but he's a younger guy. Uh, he wasn't listening to to Towns towards the end. It was it, honestly, it was arguing over every single call. And yeah, that's... I, I can't I can't envision taking it seriously after a while. So <laughs> I see both sides to it because Towns was definitely getting hit. He was on the ground a lot. Uh, and him finishing with zero free throws is ridiculous, but at the same time, you can't argue that much. It's just let Tibbs do that for you. Exactly, and that's what I was just about to say. Is you got to re- remember who your coach is, too, and these refs are already getting worked by Thibodeau. The last thing they want is Towns working them all night, too. That's going to that's gonna make them less, less pro-Timberwolves throughout the night. And I know that people want their refs to be unbiased, but at the end of the day, they're, they are humans. That's just the way it goes. Yep. All right, so... Looking at the Pelicans, we've already played them this season, beat them, but it was a tight one. Davis and Cousins, or Davis was out for that game, but Cousins looked really good. Uh, Drew Holiday is a guy who, he's kind of like the X factor, I think, for the Pelicans. He can he can be under the radar and put up some numbers, or he can be really bad shooting and just be a black hole where they're going to just give away possessions because he's jacking up the ball. Uh, what do you want to see from the Timberwolves defensively against the Pelicans tonight? Uh, well, first off, Anthony Davis played the last time they played. Wow, uh, it's a good show for me. Holy 24, smokes. 24, 10, and 6 in that game. Uh, but they just – I'm concerned about this game only because the Pelicans haven't played since Saturday. I don't know how that works. I don't know what happened, but they haven't played in four days, so they get a lot of time off. It's a nice break. Ready. Meanwhile, the Wolves are coming off a of back-to-back. So, And they looked drained at the end of the fourth quarter of that last game. So – they're going to have to find a way to grind it out, and the fact that they're playing two of the best bigs in the league makes it even more intimidating. And they're going up against a guy like Tony Allen and Rajon Rondo, two just hard-nosed defenders that are going to make their guys work on offense. So it's going to be a tough game. I think the Wolves on paper are a better team. It's it's just a tough matchup uh, coming off of a back-to-back. Those guys are so physically imposing, and I'm not just talking about Davis and Boogie. Uh, it's going to be a tough game. You just, I think one of the big things is just making sure you make that extra pass because if they get into some contested shots and really let the Pelicans use their physicality, then this one's going to be over real quick because this yeah. team, this team is gassed. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm concerned about. I know it's kind of cliche to talk about to talk about Tibbs and minutes and stuff, but I think it's a real concern right now and. If you're not careful with how you play certain guys, uh, I mean, they can get gassed, and I think last night was a great example of that. How many Chicago fans do you think find it adorable that we are already coming across this problem with the Timberwolves and they had to deal with it for so many years with the Bulls? I think the Bulls, I don't think Bulls fans really have any standing to get, <laughs> to get too <laughs> condescending over like the success of this team right now, considering where their team's at. Speaking of the Bulls, I'm really excited for Zach Levine to get going again. It looks like he's almost ready to go. But Shout out to Zach Levine. I'm just still so impressed that he was able to shi- sign a, a shoe deal before he started playing again. Like uh, one of the, Legitimately one of the nicest dudes I've ever covered, so I'm super happy for him. And he's super fun to watch, too. Just all the highlight reels oh, yeah. that he creates. Uh, all right, so I want to get to editor's choice. But first of all, 
What what should Timberwolves fans expect? What what is one thing that maybe they can pull from this game to look out for? Maybe off the radar uh, is like Crawford a factor in this game? Do you think that Tyus Jones could have a really big night? What's something that the Timberwolves fans should be on the lookout for tonight? Uh, hmm. something they should be on the lookout that they wouldn't be looking for. Yeah, I, uh, you, you can't just say think, oh, Butler's yeah, gonna go uh, off. Well. I mean, it's. I'm not going to predict that some random dude's going to go off, but that's hard to that's hard to predict. But I will say that I think that Towns' uh, last game against the Pelicans, where he only dropped two, has kind of made people forget how scary this Towns and Cousins slash Davis matchup really could be. I could see Towns trying to redeem himself both through his uh, poor decision making at the end of last night's game and just the two point performance last time these two teams met. Uh, I could see him really trying to make a statement in this game, and it's it's not like he hasn't before against Davis and Cousins. So I could see him really trying to go for 30, 35 points. That would be that would be a, a pleasant surprise. I love putting you on the spot like that. I know you hate that. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, editor's choice. The two things: one Timberwolves related, one basketball related. That Tim is telling us to to pay attention to to look out for. I'm the whippersnapper, so I, I write these down. I make sure I'm I'm paying attention. It's yeah. basically like class. So so here's what I'm gonna change it a little bit if that's all right. As an editor, I feel like I have that choice, right? I'm gonna like the format of, of course. this a little. Just just a tweak. Instead of a storyline that I'm really focusing on, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you an article, both wolves related and nationally. All right, uh, I like it. That. Right, I think that's a good concept, and both of these actually have to do with tonight. The first one, and I, I'm, I'm going to be plugging our own site here. It's from Dane Moore. Uh, he, we just published it. It's the offensive and defensive strategies appear outdated in Minnesota. It's 2,000 plus words about just like the offensive and defensive sets. Uh, he talks about Iverson cuts. He talks about icing the pick and roll on defense. It's super in depth, and it talks about the the ways that the Wolves' offense and defense might be 10 years outdated. Uh, I thought it was a great article, and I think people should check it out. Awesome. And Dane was teasing that yesterday, so make sure if you listen to yesterday's show and we're, we're wondering what Dane was talking about, this is what he was talking about. It's super good, lots of video, lots of uh, – it's super interactive. It's a great piece. Uh, the NBA one, and it's related to the Pelicans, actually, Andrew Sharp, formerly of Grantland. Do you remember Grantland? I do remember Grantland. Attaboy. Uh, <laughs> now of Sports Illustrated's The Crossover – he wrote a thing on DeMarcus Cousins, uh, on Anthony Davis, and on the Pelicans, just titled, Should We Believe in Boogie Brown and the Pelicans? It's 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 just all words, but, I mean, it's it's a great piece. It's they talk. He, he talks about uh, the ups and the downs of this team. He talks about the personalities, whether or not they clash. Uh, he brings up some stats about their perimeter shooting. I mean, it's, it's a really good piece, and I think it really dives into the right spots of this team. Grantland. Bill Simmons still works there, right? Just kidding. Oh, man, I was about to say, what are they teaching you over there? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm a huge fan of The Ringer. Uh, I go on there as well and read that stuff. But definitely go check out those two articles. Be good prep. Good prep for tonight's game. And uh, make sure that you are checking out zone coverage after the game as well for the recap. Uh, anything else that you want to draw our attention to, Tim, before we head out here? Uh, n- No. No, if if I sound a little off today, it's because I've been sick for the last three days. That's, between, that's the only uh, programming note. Between uh, between you being sick and me having finals and not knowing what the heck kind of day it is or what's going on, this is just going to be this is going to be a great show. 
That's right. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Already. It's at the end, so people have to listen to all this nonsense, and then we make excuses at the very end. Oh, of course. We have to, we have to tease it out to the very end. Alrighty, that's Tim, I'm Colton, and this has been another Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.